Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 127 of your favorite podcast, The Gordite Podcast. Today, we're talking about assuming positive intent. I'm going to cover Halen's Razor and what this means to me and how it can apply to you. I think this is an awesome episode. I think you guys are going to enjoy it greatly. So come into it with an open mind. Allow me to just chat with you guys about something that really changed my life and my vibration within my own personal life. As always, brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout. If you love us, please rate us five stars. It would mean the world to me. I'll see you inside. All right, you guys, we, uh, we're, we're currently getting the uh, new podcast set up completed, but man, things look a lot different here than the last time um, uh, that we recorded, which is awesome to see. I know you guys uh, might have seen my Instagram snippet, but uh, with the next episode, um, I have the most, well, second most special guest that I've had on the <laughs> podcast this point, and I'm really, really, really excited for you guys to see um, what we drop. That, sorry, that'll drop Thursday. Um, so we'll we'll have an episode Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on Thursday. Um, that, that podcast is going to drop, but that'll be the opening for our new YouTube, which we have put a lot of work into. Um, we have, uh, my, my, my new media director, his name is Ian. He is fucking fantastic. He's like a, he's a godsend. Um, he's really, really, really taken our entire media, um, our content for all of our companies to the next level. And man, with the podcast, um, it's it's happening bigly. So I'm very, very excited about what we have coming for you guys. So be ready for Thursday. There's um, nothing that Ian can't do. Dude, it's amazing, right? Like yeah. just he he's incredibly talented. He's um he he's one of the hardest working people, um, and most creative people that I've ever worked with. Uh we're definitely very, very lucky to have him. Um so Thursday, make sure to check out the YouTube, which is just the Grow or Die podcast, um, as we're going to have an awesome, awesome freaking show up for you on there that I think you guys are going to be really impressed by. Um, another note that I want to make here is this a podcast exclusive. I'm not going to talk about this on Instagram. I'm not really going to offer anything on Instagram. Um, I am going to be accepting applications again for new clients. I know there's a lot of people listening here who, um, you know, have kind of been waiting for when that time is. Um, I'm telling you the time is out for general health and contest prep. Uh, there are going to be some general health clients that I take on within this next wave. Uh, but now that February is hit, settling into the new year, um, I, I have everything rolling. I have everyone humming along. Um, there's, uh, I'm, I'm ready to onboard some new faces and get some new people uh, rolling here. So uh, make sure if you're on the team of Haley website, fill an application for me. Make sure to reference that you heard about it from the podcast. That'll definitely give you a nice little bump. Because I feel like when people come from the podcast, like if you're tuning into the podcast, if you're enjoying the podcast, something you're probably going to fit the mentality of what I want you to be as a client. 
um, which obviously is, you know, pretty massive um, because who I am on here is exactly, you know, who I am. It's how I coach. It's it's raw. It's real. It's no bullshit. It's no fluff shit. It's not, oh, my God, hey, girl, you know you're doing great um, when you're not doing fucking well. Like, it's – I'm – I'm not that coach. Especially if you're listening to 127. Especially if you're listening yeah, to 127. If you're listening this far yeah. ahead, you already have a very yeah. good understanding you know of where, how you where roll. Right. Yeah. Like, you know what you're getting into. Yep. And I've found it easier. Um, you know, the, the clients that I've taken on who have referenced podcasts or been along with the podcast, they've succeeded at a much higher rate. Um, they just understand. Yeah, yeah, because, like, there's not really a learning curve. You you already went through the learning curve when you were listening to the podcast. Right. So you already know what you – you literally – everything, you know exactly what you're supposed to do. I literally made a podcast called My Expectations of Clients. Mm-hmm. Like, and how if to you be listen to that one and how to be good yep. – yeah, I've made two fucking podcasts about it. Yep. Like, man, if you listen to those and you liked what you heard, then you're probably a really good fit for my culture. Exactly. You're probably going to make it on Team Mahaley. Not everyone's a good fit. I got asked today – I asked today by one of my clients, Miguel. He said, mm-hmm. "Do you ever kick people off the team?" And I was like, <laughs> "I've kicked more people off the team than any coach in the history of a sport." I think Miguel asked that. <laughs> yeah, Miguel asked that. Was he <laughs> trying to get some reassurance? <laughs> no, I think it just popped in his head. Okay, I think it just popped in his mind. He's like, "You ever kick people off the team?" I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, Hopefully, he's not I thinking do. like he's. I like, know. <laughs> I know. Like Miguel, you're pretty fucking safe, yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he's cool. But yeah, I, I, I told him about that time that I busted that bully ring. And I kicked off fourteen people in one day. Yeah, yeah, I kicked off fourteen fucking people. That in was one a day. day. That, that was, was a that was day. a that was a whole ass that was a whole ass thing. Yeah, it sucked. Um, but today, um, I want to talk to you about assuming positive intent. That's the name of the podcast. So obviously, that's what we're here for. And this is a lesson that um, you know I'm. 27 which for some people that might be a little older than you are for some people it might be you know still young and you know all that stuff but this is something that I've learned um I guess later than I would have liked to have learned I wish I knew this when I was around 18 uh, but you know unfortunately it took me until I was about 26 maybe 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 25 and a half or so to really learn and understand the concept of assuming positive intent that not everything's done in malice or not everything's done for a specific reason sometimes you can just chalk things up to human error or stupidity and i don't mean stupidity like that person is stupid i mean stupidity in terms of we sometimes things just slip our mind or sometimes we're just like not all there when we make a decision and so i kind of want to talk about that because there's a theory that i learned about listening to a Tim Ferriss podcast um, is your Tim Ferriss or, or Gary V um, about two years ago or so. And that's when I really started putting practice in this because I've always been someone who I, so man, I, I, uh, I love confrontation. Like I thoroughly enjoy, do you like confrontation? It's not that I like confrontation, um, but I won't shy away from it. Yeah. Yet. Okay. That's that's where okay. I stand. I'm not looking for it, but yeah. if it if it presents itself, I'm not one yeah. to just kind of okay. knock it down. I, like I'll, I'll handle it right there. If if I think there's potential for confrontation to be there, at least how I used to be, I I would try to make sure confrontation comes <laughs> You're out. You're trying to invite it. yourself. Yeah, to <laughs> yeah. I'm sending out invites to myself and whoever it's with. <laughs> right. And you know, I I um, 
it's that's that's a toxic place to be you know right. as a human mm-hmm. you know to this day i still enjoy confrontation when it happens uh, but like it's not something that you know i i like seek out right you know, you're not like se. okay let's go out and fight tonight yeah yeah like yeah. it's not like that i mean well the other day at the gym there was someone who we saw who was running their mouth right and you know i i confronted them walked up to mm-hmm. them and it was funny to see the response oh, yeah. um, like the trembling lip and the fucking petrified right. look but like I, it, I, I didn't like go seek it out. It, I mean, you were, you were yeah, in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and so literally you asked guy pulled it. up right, happened to pull up right in front <laughs> yeah, of us. Yeah. Right. When we got to the gym, he yeah. was walking in. The yeah. Gym and I was well. like, Hey, we need to have a talk. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like you were like, okay, today I'm going to make sure no. that we're going to meet at this time yeah. and do this. No, it, it wasn't like that at all. And like, so I'm okay with that because right. you know, at some point, cause I don't do, I don't stand up for myself on social media at all. But like, man, if it's like face to face in real life, like I'm definitely going to fucking, I'm going to stand up for my goddamn yeah, self. I'm absolutely. not a bitch. You know? Absolutely. And so you can't fucking just run your mouth without there being repercussions. Absolutely. Um, so this, this, this theory that I learned about is called Hanlon's razor. Um, Hanlon, like H A N L O N in case you guys want to look it up. Hanlon's razor. And it's a principle, um, that essentially states never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. So what does that mean? Um, it's kind of what I just said earlier. Don't expect not everything's done with poor intentions or with trying to fuck you over with, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, uh, like on the mind. Sometimes things are just done because it it just it we, we, we just reacted as human beings. And oftentimes human beings react and do stupid things. Right. It's we all do. Um, and and. I told Brandon what the topic was going to be today. He's like, huh? <laughs> you know, I, I had Brandon, Ian, Megan on the kitchen. And I said, you know, we're, I'm going to talk about Hanlon's Razor on the podcast today. And all of them were like, what the fuck is that? Well, this is how I best explain Hanlon's Razor. Is you're driving in your car. And you are, you know, you, you swerve into a lane accidentally. Or you merge into a lane without any warning. And you cut somebody off. But you were texting on your phone when you did it. Okay, so you chalk it up to, oh, shit, you know, my bad. I wasn't paying attention to the road at the time and accidentally ended up in your lane. But, you know, I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't put anybody in harm's way. I didn't do anything at all. So, you know, I'm fine. Let's just go along with our day. Whereas if the same thing happens to you and you're driving slightly behind somebody and they just start swerving over into your lane or merge into your lane without any sign of um, regard for your life or anyone around them. Like, oh, fuck, dude, fuck you. Like, fuck you, get out of my fucking way. Like, I, you know, F this, F that, F you, and you turn it into a character flaw of you're a dumbass, you fucking idiot, you know, all of that stuff. And you start saying things about somebody and a situation that you know nothing about. But maybe all they were doing was, and I'm not a proponent for texting when you're driving, but maybe they were just texting someone back as well or responding to an email or answering a phone call, and they ended up swerving into your lane, but they didn't actually hurt you. You were never really in harm's way. It just kind of disrupted the flow of which you were moving along with your life. It was so inconvenient for you. It was inconvenient. You weren't and expecting like, it. That's all that this is. Is It's a massive inconvenience, and, and we don't like that, right? right. So how we should respond to them is the same way that you respond for yourself. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you didn't mean to do that. Um, I, I, you know, forgive you. I give you the benefit. I I give you the benefit of the doubt for doing whatever it was that you did. Right. Right. Um, 
sort they're of not a bad person. Up. They're not a, they're not a dumbass. They're not mm-hmm. stupid. They don't need fucked off or anything like that. They just happened to end up in your lane for a situation that was out of your control and that, yes, was inside of their control, but unfortunately was, um, you know, not the best decision making situation at the time. I feel like this is a very interesting way to describe it, too, because we've all been in this we've situation. We've all been in that exact situation. I mean, hundreds of times where oh, you're yeah. saying, fuck you, Honda yeah. Civic, fuck yeah. you, Kia Optima. You don't even yeah, know this person's name. No. You're calling them by their car. Yeah. By their car vehicle yeah. name. And you're, and or, you know, you know, when I always feel like a fucking idiot is like you pull up next to him and like, you know, I'm not the guy. I mean, if if I think you're like fucking with me, then I'll pull up next to you and just like look at you like, what the fuck's going on? And then you pull up next to someone and it's like a mom with two kids in the back is like trying to juggle it. And I'm like, I just fucked you off. And like, this is what I just said all on. this stuff about you. Yeah. And like, you're just trying to be a good mother. I feel like an idiot or mm-hmm. like you're driving behind someone, you okay. know, in traffic who's going 10 under. And yeah, dude, that's frustrating. Like, I get very fucking pissed off about that. And you pull up next to him and like, dude, it's a, a fragile old woman who can probably see over the steering wheel, but she's allowed to have her driver's license. She has a doctor's appointment to get to for a health ailment, or she's trying to go see her grandkids, or she's just trying to get maybe home her car from the doesn't work very store. well. Maybe the car doesn't work very well. It only it's goes not like they speed. have so yep. many resources. Right. Like. And I always feel like such a fucking terrible person. And to be honest, when these things started affecting me emotionally, like the instances I just gave you, is when I started realizing, you know what, man, you just don't know other people's positions. And you know what, I've also, I've pulled up next to people who they were the only person in the car. And sometimes you just look at someone and you can tell they're fucking struggling. Mm-hmm. And like, Every time, you know, that I would do that, like, dude, they're, they're struggling. Like maybe they're going through, a, you know, they, maybe they got baby mama drama or they're going through something. Yeah. They were texting back and you shouldn't be texting and driving, but dude, like there's something that's bigger, that's more important than you happening in their life right now. And they didn't mean anything by it. You can just tell they're fucking struggling. It's like, damn, you know, like that sucks. Like right. how right. privileged am I to not have it and a single issue on my plate bigger than fucking off this person right. who's driving in front of me. And like right? I said, this is a very interesting way to describe it because I've been in both yep. situations where I've oh, yeah. accidentally swerved over yep. or been cut off. Yeah. So absolutely. I can relate to both. Like I'm not trying to fucking cut anybody off. No. I, I was just handling what I had to handle. Exactly. My mind was elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. You know, I had something else that I was trying to prioritize yeah. over the driving. And I think that's what, uh, uh, you know, a lot of this is, is shocked up to is commonly it's mindlessness. But there's another scenario that I'd like to portray for you guys. It's not mindlessness. It's very mindfulness. And we oftentimes, um, you know, see it during. Um, you know, like an election process and we see it with our family members who are maybe a little bit older or just people who are around you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to understand that we've talked about many times, one side's never right. One side's never wrong. It's just your perception and, you know, how your morals and values, um, you know, play into your political stance. right? Right. Well, sometimes it gets really frustrating to like, hear someone's political stance. that's just very narrow minded Mm -hmm. and it's very shallow And it's not really backed up by anything other than, you know, an emotional investment they have into somebody or an emotional investment against somebody or X, Y, Z, right? It's not data. It's just opinion. Yeah. It's just like, it's just this really opinion that again, we kind of chalk up to stupidity, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So like maybe you're someone who, you know, lives in a place where there's not a lot of African-Americans and you think that, you know, Republicans um, you know, are racist. And so you're going to side with them right. and maybe the opposite. Cause that's, that's a, that's a 
preconceived notion mm-hmm. that Republicans are like some, I don't, you know, I don't fucking know. I don't really don't want to get that involved. Exactly. So I'm just trying yeah. to give examples. Right. Or, you know, maybe you're someone who lives in a very underprivileged area and, um, you know, you think that Democrats are going to take away from the rich and give to the poor and kind of help out the community. And that's why you vote that way. Like both of those are very short sighted. Uh-huh. They're both not factually correct mm-hmm. and that neither of them can be backed up by data. Correct. Right. So you talk to someone and that's their political opinion. That's their political stance. Their entire political stance is based on that. And you're like, are, like, what the fuck do you mean? You're voting based off of like this one point. What about this point, this point, this point? You have to understand. What about previous data? Exactly. Or what about things that well, have what, happened? Or what about things we can prove? Exactly. Rather than you know hearsay or what's kind of pushed on you. Right. right? And so... Uh, uh, these things apply. Halen's razor applies these things as well. And this is a touchy subject for a lot of people, which is why I bring it up because I don't mind touching on the touchy subjects. Hey, what's that word that we learned the other day? Based, based. Oh yeah. Remember? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Someone was, um, someone was listening to my podcast and they, they told me that I'm like, I'm the new age based God. And then someone responded to an Instagram story where I like shared an opinion. They said I was based and I was like, Brandon, what does based mean? Well, I shared on my close friends, remember? And no one responded. Right. Because no one had any fucking idea, but a a lot of people were like, let me know their names. Yeah. It's new to me. And so I looked it up on, um, urban dictionary Mm -hmm. and based means, um, like not scared or willing to talk about things or share an opinion on things. Other people aren't willing to. Right. And without any, um, like fear of the repercussion. Right. Saying things that people are too scared to say. Yeah. Yeah. And not worrying about what comes next. Right. Yeah. So apparently I'm based. <laughs> I mean, I, it's essentially a compliment. I, I thought it was a really good thing. I, I enjoyed so. that. I think so. Um, I liked that compliment a lot. But back to what I was saying, we can't hold these things against these people. Right. Um, you can, and you're going to waste a lot of energy on it because the reality is, no one's mind has ever changed about something like politics or their favorite sports team or, you know, other things that we have this massive emotional investment. in. No one's mind has ever changed based off, you know, what you are saying to them. No one was like, oh, my God, you know what, Brandon? I'm a Republican now. Exactly. But, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. Uh-huh. It's not, it, the reality is not going to happen because we as humans inherently, you, we make decisions and then back them up via confirmation bias. But we as we as humans also put a lot of energy into trying to fix or correct things that we have perceived wrong. And that energy could just go towards you bettering and furthering your stance or your life in a certain manner or in multiple manners that would actually benefit your well-being and would benefit you long term. Right now. If you're passionate about something, if, you know, X, Y, Z, I'm not saying that you just turn it off and, you know, act like it doesn't exist. Just be just like avoid conflict or avoid energy dispersion to someone else. I'm saying if you're having a conversation, it's a dead end road in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Why are we continuing to push? It's dead. The confirmation bias is there. It's in front of you. It's overwhelming. And you keep trying to push an agenda that all it's doing is just pulling your energy away. It's pulling your energy away from the things that matters. And that's you. It's numero uno. It's, it's your relationships with your friends. It's your relationships with your partner. It's the effort that you put into your professional growth. You see what I'm saying? Like all of these things compound. And I've seen people 
stay in con- I mean, dude, I get these fucking DMs from people, um, you know, constantly just like trying to change my mind about something. And it's like, dude, you know, I'm, I'm pretty well studied. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty well researched on the things that I, you know, that, that, that I discuss um, that, you know, your perception can be different and we can both be right or we can neither be wrong. Right. You know, that that's OK. You can present me with with more knowledge and yeah. data, which is cool. Yeah, but that's not necessarily going to change the way I view no. or view things. But now if you if you present me, you know, as an open minded individual, if you present me with data that, you know, shows where my thinking is wrong, then I will change my way of thinking. You know, the issue is no one approached it that way. Right. People like just start calling you a dumbass this, dumbass that. And I'm like, man, I took an IQ test. It was really fucking high. So mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a dumbass. Right. <laughs> I was over 120. Yeah. No, it's like, <laughs> like literally the data says that I'm not. So like, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, it's, 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 it's difficult to be able to converse oftentimes um, you know, with individuals because of this roadblock, if you will, that we all seemingly have. But what I want to really, and what I want to get out of you is don't, don't waste your time. How we need to respond to these things. Okay. I accept that you view things differently than I do. And I accept you as a human for having a different, um, you know, set of morals, set of values, set of beliefs, set of whatever that I do. And that's okay. Then you move on with your life. You don't hold ill malice. You're not all worked up because you were in a, you know, heated conversation with somebody. You're not going to let it ruin your week. No. Yeah. You're not going to carry it out through the rest of the day. You let it go. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's where this assuming positive intent is kind of the basis of it. Assume, even when you don't agree, assume even when it seems to be in malice, assume that the intent was positive because I, someone who I've been fucked over by a lot of people before you listening to this, you've been fucked over by a lot of people. I'm sure. We all have. Everyone has. We're all living life and things are happening daily and X, Y, Z is happening, all that stuff. Assume positive intent until people give you a reason to not assume positive intent. If you don't have cold, hard data, not emotions, not emotions. If you don't have cold, hard data, then you don't really have a case for why they're actually being malice or poor in their beliefs. I think that's important to say, you know, strip the emotion out of it and look at the situation logically. 100%. Yeah. 100%. This is like, if you can, if you can completely divulge yourself into the theory of Hanlon's razor, into the theory of assuming positive intent, you're literally troubleshooting your mind into being a logical thinking mind right away. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. I've, ta- I've talked about egos, ego management, um, you know, emotional control, all that stuff. Well, this is the most foolproof setup you can have to allow yourself to work through things in a logical manner. I, I, I used to be, so this is super fucking embarrassing. It's an extreme moment of vulnerability with the podcast. I used to, I do, I, man, I used to be such a jealous boyfriend. Were you ever a jealous boyfriend? Uh, in high school, yeah, I was. Yeah, I yeah. Was. So mine went until I was like probably 22, 23. Wow. Yeah, yeah, pretty bad. Um, was, it you, be, was it because you were like cheated on or was it with um, the same person? No. So, you know, what's interesting is like looking back is I, I wasn't very comfortable with myself. Okay. So like, honestly, like You're I insecure. probably shouldn't have been dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't really like who I was, like what I was bringing to the table. Cause I didn't bring a lot to the table. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I definitely should not have been dating, um, at the time. Um, you know, of course I, you know, it's tough to kind of realize that and, you know, when it's happening, 
but I was just very, um, I was just emotionally immature and I wanted to be something that I wasn't. I wanted to be like a logical thinker who could work through things. And, and, you know, I wanted to be someone who, you know, had a lot a vast amount of intelligence and array of knowledge in a lot of different areas. Like I just wasn't that yet. So like, I felt like I was, um, it's like it was extreme imposter syndrome, but also mm-hmm. like you just weren't there yet, right? right? Mm-hmm. Because I was trying to act like I was, and I just wasn't. Yeah, like dude, I I used to be really, really, really jealous if like my girlfriend was texting or talking to someone who I didn't know. Like I I never no heard your name for no reason. Like your yeah, girlfriend I would just be jealous. Oh wow, I would just be like, you know, that's interesting. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then I would have anxiety over it, and I would overthink it, thinking like, "Wow, all wow, oh, we started with, like, we started off texting too, and like now we're dating, and like now, you know, X, Y, and Z, and like, oh, that's gonna happen, like here, like I would overthink it at night, like to that point, you're right? You're sitting here creating these own I, yeah, situations yeah. in your head. Yeah, I was creating these situations in my head that never existed, that were never threatened, that was never reality, and they were very far from what the reality actually was. Did she ever right? give you a reason to feel and this way, or just just you? No. No, dude, honestly, it was kind of just me. Um, like, I definitely used to be the toxic person in relationships. I mean, I have one ex-girlfriend that was so fucking toxic, it was unreal. Right. That, but, like, like we were toxic towards each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, I definitely used to be, like, yeah, the, the, the toxic one, you know, in the relationships. It was 100% me because of this. But, you know, the reality was I was insecure with what I was doing or thinking behind their back. So I was like, you're doing it to me. Mm -hmm. So negative intent was kind of what I assumed, if you will, because I wasn't happy with where I was at and I wasn't comfortable with where I was at. And a lot of people um, are not able to assume positive intent because they're not able to have a clear conscience themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And dude, I mean, that's a frustrating place to be. Like, I can't tell you how many sleepless nights there was of this extreme anxiety of X, Y, Z going to happen that never, ever, ever happened. And I know that some people, I mean, these podcasts are getting 5,000 downloads per at this point. Like some of you have experienced this. This Like some of you know exactly what I'm saying. And, and, you know, you either are that or you have felt that. And man, I'll tell you what. If you operate with a truly clear conscious that like, you know, I'm okay and I'm comfortable with everything I'm doing. That doesn't mean everything you're doing is right because right or wrong is inherently up to each individual to choose. It doesn't mean everything you're doing is right because none of us are going to be perfect. We're all going to fuck up and we're all going to do shit that fuck, you know what? Like I probably shouldn't have fucking done that. And it's up to you to be able to bounce back from it, kind of pull yourself, collect yourself together and be able to move on from it. Right. But Assuming positive intent in a relationship, holy it could shit. Be, it could be hard. It can be really it can hard, be especially really if you have had really tough relationships yeah. previously. And I see that a lot in like my friends and like yeah. people that are close to me. They carry their previous relationships do in that. into yeah. another one. And yeah. you're assuming this negative intent off yeah. the bat with somebody. Yeah. You're creating this shitty relationship. You're setting them up for already, failure. Already. Day one. You don't yeah. even know this person yet, but you're yeah. already kind of like creating these own simulations in your head. It's yeah. just pissing you off. Exactly. Yeah. That's not fair. No. It's not fair to anybody around you. It's not fair to your you. new partner. It's no. not fair to your your environment because yeah. you're just in a shitty mood all the time because exactly. you're just so anxious you're and so always pissed off up. and stressed. Something's always wrong. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, I, again, I used to fucking do that shit. Like I used to fucking, I, I used to like bring the last one into the new one. And then, you know, 
I, I really think you just kind of get tired of your own fucking bullshit. Yeah. And you just give people a goddamn chance. And the way you give people a chance is like you assume. I mean, you know, leaving my last relationship and all the shit that happened on the way out of that one that was completely uncalled for and never should have happened and never should have been a thing. I kept my fucking mouth shut. I was able to meet your sister, you know, shortly thereafter. And I went into that like, dude, I think this is a dope ass person. Yeah. Like everything that happened to me, you guys know how hard it was to just shut that off black it out act like it wasn't even fucking there and I, that you know I, that, that was what helped me move on and then i met you know a fucking wonderful fucking woman who is legitimately true to who and what she says who's legitimately a fantastic person you know how unfair it would have been to megan for me to bring my previous relationship into this relationship yeah right like that wouldn't we wouldn't have worked out we would never have gotten to this point and things would have gone very far south yeah Absolutely. That's just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. So assuming positive intent also has a ton to do with comfortable with what you're doing with yourself. Right. I, um, man. So, so I used to like work at Panera, which is like a really fast paced environment. Um, and Hell dude, yeah. Like, Panera's so good. Bro. I love Panera. <laughs> it's I worked there for like three years, four years. And dude, I loved it. But one thing I'll say, dog, I never fucked up. Really? Like I was good. And I was on and I was just focused. It's also, it's like the competitive mentality, right? Mm -hmm. It's like there's a timer for like how long it, like when that order was placed to the time that it's consolidated and put out there for the client, mm -hmm. for the customer. Um, and like you always want to beat that time. And there was a standard of three minutes from the time they placed the order. The client, the customer should have their food within three minutes. Well, oftentimes, like if they order a panini or something, that takes like 90 seconds to cook. Right. So you only have a minute and a half to get it ready to go on there. Okay. And you have a list, a screen full of fucking orders. Right. Yeah. And you so, still got to package it. Roll yeah. It, yeah. Put it in yeah. The bag, you got to do the whole fucking right. nine yards. So I was really fucking good at it. And the, you, you, like, have you have we ever been to a restaurant together when the waitress like fucked up the order? Yeah. I won't say anything. I'll say nothing. Yeah. Because. No, it's OK. Yeah. No, yeah. no it's all right. Yeah. No, like, all right. I, I, I appreciate like it. Everything's OK. Yeah. So. I remember what it was like being in that extremely high stress environment. And even though, even though I was able to nail it and dominate it, I understand that everyone around me sucked. Yep. I felt like mm -hmm. people around me were fucking up everything. Like, how do you fuck up soups? Mm -hmm. How do you fuck up the wrong soup? It's very pre-made. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ, all, all you, you do is, is pour it in. ladle it into <laughs> a fucking bowl. Yeah. So like, I assume that this person, this waitress, it wasn't her that fucked up. It was someone back there who has no invested interest into me who fucked this order up. Who's not going to make a dollar who, off of yeah, yours. Who's not going to make a dollar and she's just doing her job. But you know, when you bring someone up to a waitress or a waiter and they're like, you know, it's, they're the front lines. They're the ones who have to apologize and they feel so bad. Next Y Z. They're like, man, I, it is so hard for me to bring it up because of that customer service like experience that I used to have. But man, I used to get furious. Yeah. When my shit was fucked up, I used to be so mad. Like, how hard is your job? Yeah. Like, I worked in a way <laughs> faster based environment than this, and I was fucking on it. Oh, I know exactly. Your I was yeah. a server for two years. Yeah. So like, you, you, like, you would get frustrated with yep. what was happening, and I'll know. Like around that time of me kind of understanding Halen's razor and wanting to apply it to my life and really practicing it day over day. Dog, I just switched, and I was like, man, honestly, y'all are good. Like, if the biggest problem I have in my life right now is my meal, then I'm doing pretty well. Now, Megan won't let it go. It's because we've worked in the uh, yeah. servers. Yeah, so, so I've never understand. been a server. So we've, uh, we understand that a lot of the yeah. times when 
but it's still high pace. Yeah. There's still a lot of shit going on. Yeah. A lot of the times you just forget. Yeah, yeah, server. that makes sense. As a that server, makes you sense. have so much going on. You just forget to put yeah. an order in, or you forget to grab a drink, and then you go back to that table to say what's up. You know, and to see like, if every, oh, shit. and that drink's not there, or yep. you forgot to put that food in, and it's 100%. been 20 minutes, and you're like, fuck. Like, now we have to expedite it. Exactly. So, exactly. Man, so, we Megan understand. Has this thing. Actually, I think you do, too. If, if you're taking our order and you don't write it down, Megan gets so mad. She's like, this is going to come out fucked up. And almost every time it comes out fucked up. It's because <laughs> you and I, we don't have any modifications ever. Yeah, you're right. We, order, yeah, Megan's we order it true as it yeah. is. Bring it how it looks. Bring it how yeah. what it says. Megan in prep, obviously, right now. Yeah. Has a ton of modifications. Yeah. And if someone's not writing her shit down, yeah. she knows it's going to get fucked up. Yeah, exactly. And every time it gets fucked up. And every time it has to get sent back. Exactly. And, you know, change. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. And so I know that's more I practical. Do, being a server, I handle it different than Megan does. Yeah. Like having that experience, I still do. I still give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Because I know like shit's happening all over the place. Yeah. And because I've been in that situation, I know like, okay, I forgot shit too. I forgot a hundred fucking orders throughout my career as a, as a fucking server. So like I give them that benefit of the doubt, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, they're busy. Yeah. A hundred percent. But like, if you're not, if you're not writing down the order, it seems like it's like, like you're not really trying that's or you're trying that's too different. hard. That's different. Yeah. Yeah. But like when we go somewhere and it's fast paced and they're all over the place, I do, you know, we, we get it. We give them the benefit of the doubt. I think it's the right thing to do. I do too. So, and it's basic form. Hanlon's razor is essentially just not attributing something you don't agree with to character rather than, or, or I'm sorry. It's most basic form is, not yeah, not attributing something you don't agree with to character, but rather a situational effect. I had that written right. Yeah, no, that's right. I don't know why it's fucking mm-hmm. that up. So you don't understand what someone has going on. You don't understand what's going on behind the scenes. You don't understand their thought process, and you also don't really always have to take the time to understand their thought process. But it's our tendency to attribute a person's actions to their character, but ours to our own situational factors. This is confirmation bias. This confirmation bias that you are superior to the people around you, and that's not reality. It's not true. None of us are. There's people who are better than you at everything. There's people who are worse than you at everything, too. But there's people who are better than you at literally everything. There's people who, um, you know, are, are faster thinkers, are better decision makers, or X, Y, Z, that still fuck up. And maybe you caught them within their fuck up. But that doesn't mean... that 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 doesn't make you some superior model for decision making and focus and you know all of those things right confirmation bias is a dangerous fucking place to live and man you look around and there are a lot of people living in confirmation bias but if we're able to really if we're able to really dial this in if we really master this effect it's a way to literally hack your thoughts overnight from an emotional perspective to a more logical practice literally instantly. So, Justin, what do you want me to do? We assume everything you do today, if you're listening to this, it's um, Tuesday morning, you're driving to work. We assume that everything that happens to you today is done with positive intent. So practice that for me today. Everything that happens to you, just assume it's done with positive intent. If someone goes out of their way to commit malice against you, you're going to know. You're not going to have to think about it. You're not going to have to guess about it. It's going to show its face, tried and true, directly to you. Assume that nothing was done in malice. The reality is the individual just did something that offset you because of their own situational intent, but they meant no harm by it. Like I mentioned earlier, you don't realize how much of your life is spent casting negative stones at folks. 
What's that do when you're in the car and you get cut off and you're fucking off and fucking this and fucking that and you dumbass in this? What does that do for you? How does that build you up? How does that make you better? All that does, that makes you worse in the actual situation that just happens. It puts you in a bad mood. We all know what negative language does for us. It blows down our vibe. It frustrates you. It's You don't get happy. Anytime you have to cuss someone out because they cut you off in traffic or they got the last grocery item that you really wanted, that doesn't make you happy. The majority of these things don't cause harm. They don't cause foul. It's usually just a very slight disturbance to the flow that you're conducting your life in. It's, it's much easier to get back into the flow or stay in your flow if positive intent is just assumed until, like I said earlier, someone gives you reason to believe otherwise, to believe that they're not a good person, to believe that they have a problem that you need to stay away from their energy. So if you can shift your way of thinking more to this model, it's going to help your relationship with others greatly. It's going to help your communication with yourself and your obviously your communication with others. It's going to help the way that your energy is perceived. People want to be around positive individuals. If you're a negative individual, you're casting negative stones, you're casting negative emotions, you're pointing out negatives in other people, people will not want to be around you. You will not have friends. You will not attract people. You'll attract the same vibration of what you're putting out. You don't want to be surrounded by those people, so why would you be one of those people? But most importantly, if you can nail... If you can nail Halen's razor, if you can nail assuming positive intent, it's going to help you stay in complete control, which again shifts back to the more logical thinking perspective. If you go into every situation, you have an argument with your significant other, you have a big meeting with your boss, you have a meeting with someone, with one of your friends that you had a disagreement with, if you go into just assuming positive intent, watch how their response to you is. Because that puts you in control of yourself. If you're in control of yourself, then you're in control of your thoughts and your emotions and your handling of that situation that sits right in front of you. And you're going to win way more things by being in control than being out of control. Out of control leads everyone to be out of control. If you're in control and someone sees how poisoned, calm, and collected and all that stuff you are, they're likely to follow suit. So you can go in. You can be in control. You can assume positive intent and you can essentially dictate the direction that conversation goes because that person's probably going to match your energy. Like if you're getting fired up, they're going to get fired. Exactly. Up. They're probably a good not going to stay a calm. Good chance. If they get fired up and you can stay calm, there's a good chance they, they lower their voice. There's a very good chance that they come back down to mm -hmm. your level. It's right. amazing how that fucking works out. And you will be amazed how different your vibe hits when you adopt this moving forward. So assume positive intent, do good, be good, do well, assume well until someone gives you reason to believe that the things they're doing are done in malice to pull away from you, to discredit you, to harm you, to cause foul against you. Don't allow you to perceive themselves this way. That doesn't mean you have to like everybody, but it means, yes, you should go in to every situation that you have in your life with a positive attitude that this is this outcome here is going to be inherently positive. It applies everywhere. The little things add up much more than the big things. It's not a, of course, on a first date, you're going to be positive. But what about when you're scrambling around the mall before that first date, trying to find something to wear and someone's in your way? Can you be positive then? If you're positive then in that moment, I bet your first date goes better. You might not see it now, but practice it. And let me know how it goes. You'll be in a better mood. You're going to be in a way better mood. And more people are going to be, uh, want to be around you, including that date. Yep. Keep so assume positive intent. 
Hanlon's Razor. Look it up. Check it out. Let me know what you think about it. I hope this podcast helps. As always, love talking to you guys. I'll see you tomorrow.